Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode three of the Good Buds podcast, a show about the Toronto Maple Leafs, not chronic, but weed <laughs> is tight. My name is Joey Belfiore, and I'm here with Andrew Bascom. Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing great. The season has started. As of recording, we're two and oh. How can how can I not be excited? Yeah, a couple of fun games last week uh, to get her going. My goodness. I know. My I say goodness. That. I say that like, uh, how can I not be excited? I'm like, well, this is going to be an all positive episode where we're not going to talk about anything negative whatsoever. Uh, there we go. This easiest episode we're ever going to record. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest thing that jumps out that everyone's talking about that everyone wants to talk about yeah. is just Austin Matthews is scorching Good God. hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, Hot. it's unbelievable. He is he's on pace for 246 goals. I think he does it, Joey. Wow. Some uh, James Myrtle there for <laughs> Yeah, exactly. For, 100%. For, yeah. Um yeah, uh 6 goals in 2 games. My goodness, the double yeah. hat trick. The thing that jumped out at me about the goals that he's scoring, especially mm-hmm. the second it's the second goal in the Montreal game and the second goal or his second goal, sorry, in the Minnesota game right. is the sharp angle shots that you're yeah. like, oh yeah. yeah, that's the, that's the vintage Austin Matthews. I'm going to surprise the goalie and score from anywhere on the ice in a crazy angle where the release is so quick mm-hmm. that it doesn't even matter. The, the, the instant replay on TV does not see the release to it going in the net. Totally. By the time the camera pans in slow motion, the puck's in the back of the net rattling around already. Yeah, I, I know it's two games, but it is six goals. And I think this is enough of a testament to anybody that had uh, any issues with his season last season, which, to be honest, for most people would be one of their better seasons they've ever had. Yet, it's not up to the expectation we have for the heart winner, Austin Matthews. I think these two games are showing you that, like, well, he was injured last year. Look at the shot. The shot is the biggest mm-hmm. part of this. You know what I mean? He was having to do more to uh, creative... Do, do more creatively to try and get the puck in the net. Uh, this one, this, the, the the shot is back in just a big, big way. Yeah, the release is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crazy Austin Matthews Poland release oh. is on, has been on full display in week one of the season, which is great. But also, like, it's not just that. It's mm-hmm. the 200-foot game, the takeaways, the fact that he's back-checking enough to take away the puck constantly from the other team to turn it up the ice the other way and create chances. He does that time and time again. He's blocking shots. I mean, mm-hmm. he's only got two blocks on the season to start, but he is a shot blocker. He showed us that last year. He finds other ways to win. And like people have just said, or the, I mean, the analysts, whoever you want to call, like what they've said is Austin is focused on winning. Yeah. It's not the numbers. He's yeah. focused on winning this year. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, and you know what? It shows because like even, you know, in that first game on Wednesday, you know, against uh, the home, the, the season opener against Montreal, you know, he is, it's on his back to, to take this team, you know, uh, two goals down a couple times and, and, and tie the game like that. That is a sole, sole uh, effort by him. And I, I think that goes a long way because yeah. he's in for winning. That's great. It helps when you score goals. I'll tell you that. So it's just, it's really impressive what he's been able to do. Yeah. That might be one of the, uh, single greatest like individual efforts we've seen from a Leafs player yeah. 
in a while, yeah. like where you're just like, yeah, we're down two. I'm not letting us lose. No, a hundred percent. That's what, and that's what it felt like. And, uh, it, it, you can't say enough the good things. I just wonder, I wonder how far this goes. I wonder, you know, it's hard not to dream and to imagine and project what the end of the season could look like, but you know, six goals through two games. Good God. You're talking about people that have done this either. It's Alexander Ovechkin. Unsurprisingly, he's probably gonna be the gold score, uh, goal scoring leader in NHL history eventually. And then people before, I don't know, world war two. Like it's just kind of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised they even kept stats at that time i know you know like in every other sport it feels like they're like you know uh blocks weren't part of basketball until the 1980s or something like that except you know i guess hockey is a pretty simple game but it is amazing that they did keep stats like one day somebody's gonna want to know this you're like oh okay yeah oh yeah. sure let me make sure that henry mcgee has uh, <laughs> yeah. jotted down two goals and two assists against the montreal barons <laughs> clyde boxler had four goals and you're like all right sounds good all right oh that clyde knew how to score yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the lamp. So great. <laughs> what uh what else do you like from the from games one and two, Andrew? Well, you know what? I think let's let's start with let's start with game one. Let's start with uh, the season opener against Montreal. Uh you know, six five games, always the most exciting kind of style of game. Uh mm-hmm. that's what everyone always wants to say, beat you over the head with it. Except Montreal is a very bad team. They will continue to be bad, and they've been bad in this early part of the season. And Toronto is trying to be one of the best teams. So in that way, you're a little disappointed. Yet going, you know, going down two goals, uh, two goals down twice against Montreal is kind of, you know, not not as great. But to come back and to win, the result is there. So that that part is a little bit encouraging. Yeah, two points move on. Yeah, two points move two, on. Two 100%. points move on. I, I get know, that. You know, Montreal is going to get up for game one. Uh, yeah. Always happens. Yes. It's early. Two points. It's game one. Move on. Love it. But if Montreal wins 11 games this season, four of them will be against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like it's well, just... we don't even play them four times. Okay, I, I well, wanted to bring this up there, today. Okay. Like, This is ridiculous. Montreal comes to Toronto once all year. They're done. They're not We're coming done. back. That's it. That doesn't make any sense no. to me. No. Remember the days where you played the division, your division opponents eight times in the year? Yes. And there was that one year that Ottawa was like really, really good, and they beat us all eight times. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying let's go back to that where you're playing, you know, (laughs) but I don't think we need to play a Western conference team in their building and in our building every single year, like every single Western conference team. I think make it more about the Eastern conference. And I think Montreal should come to Toronto a little more than one time. Uh, Yeah, I I would agree with you. This doesn't make any sense because it goes against everything that the NHL says about the playoffs. They're like, oh, the playoff structure, which makes no sense whatsoever. And nobody, nobody can explain it if they actually you pin them in the corner. Go like, explain how it makes sense. They're like, I, 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 it doesn't make any sense, but the whole point behind it, or the argument that Gary Bettman will try and say, is that it's to create rivalries. And you're like, okay. Wrong. Uh, wrong. It's wrong. wrong. You know, whatever. Uh, but you can't say that with a straight face and then go, but also your actual rivals, you only play once. And you're like, uh, or you only play once at home. You're like, well, okay, wait. How is both things true? That's not, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Ridiculous. So stupid. Uh, one, one last thing I want to touch on from, from the Montreal game. John sure. Klingberg. Uh, the guy who was getting all the hate going into the season, the guy who hadn't played a game for the Leafs and yeah. was their whipping boy, uh, has a fantastic game against yeah. Montreal, yeah. plays solid against Minnesota, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, does everyone want to like backtrack or does, does everyone still want to like talk about how Klingberg was the worst signing or, or, or we should trade Klingberg two games into his, into his Leafs career? 
ridiculous. I, 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 I know what you're saying, Joey. I do. I get what you're saying. <laughs> and, and like, I, I'm just, the only thing I'd say about anybody, any of the offseason moves, you know, and I feel like this is something we're going to talk about, is it's been two games. Lots of people look good for two games. And you could see, you know, even though Klinberg, like, uh, his puck control around the blue line was incredible. And you could see how offensively talented he is. But there are still moments where he holds onto that puck for like 0.5 seconds too long. And you're like, oh, is he thinking? Oh, okay, good. You got it out. And you <laughs> can also see how that will turn around to be like, oh, 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 fuck me. Um, I, I'm with you. Hey, like I, I'm going to eat crow for these first two games. I was a little nervous about Klimberg. I get that. But he did look great the first two games. He did. And yeah, you're totally right. It is two games. Yeah. Any overreaction, whether it's positive or negative, is an overreaction. It's two games. It's two games. But it's two games where John Klingberg has yep. manned power play one, and that power play is four for seven. And not only is it four for seven, but I know this doesn't count as a power play in the sure. stats, but those two empty net, or those two goals in the latter stage of the Montreal yep. game where our net was empty, that's six on five. Those are two goals there. It's four for seven to start the year. Um, I love what Guy Boucher is doing. I, none of this made any sense. Where you're like, Guy Boucher, you're like, oh, like, uh, oh famous uh, trap and defensive co- head coach. You're like, yeah, he's going to coach our power play. You're like, oh, huh. Has he ever done that in his life? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's just very interesting. And then, boy, did I shut up because we're four for seven so far and have looked elite, like just deadly. Like it's almost a matter of time. It's just unbelievable how good they've looked. And you know what? I will say on top of that, just with, just before we jump off Klimberg, Klimberg has looked so good on the power play. And you know who else has looked really good? Morgan Riley. Maybe because he doesn't mm-hmm. have to play every, every opportunity. And I think this is just, if this continues on, this is great for both players. I just want to say how much I love that we are not doing that stupid fucking drop back pass every <laughs> single time we try to carry the puck yeah. into the zone yeah. in the power play. Yeah. Like, do it once. Yeah, sure. once. Yeah. Once then it'll be surprising. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It became so much of a read for the other teams last year. And I know we had a great power play during the regular season. And I know that power play struggled in the playoffs. And it was just beating a dead horse with the drop back pass after drop back pass. And that was the only way we would enter in the zone. And that's not happening every single time, not even close to every single time this year. And they're doing less with the puck, it is so straightforward. It's less fluff. Yeah. It's it's less passing around until you see the perfect look or or adding that extra pass to try to get the perfect open net tapping. Yeah. Yeah. It is straightforward. It is creating opportunities for the best shooter in the league. It's working, baby. Well, it, it is, and everyone looks dangerous. That's the other thing that really kind of works is that every it's not passing to find a shot. It is it is the opportunity to shoot and passing until you find the best one. It feels dangerous at all times. And yeah, I, I just think that really works. Before we jump off Wednesday, though, I just want to talk about two things. I thought Lilligren played really well. And I know he coughed up the puck. I know yeah. he, 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 <laughs> he's got that like Jake Gardner in him where he's like, oh, good game. Except for that, the most obvious mistake anyone made all game. And you're like, ah, that's too bad. Um, I, so we talked, we talked all last episode about how much Lilligren is like one of the more crucial members of the team going into the season. And to be honest, I thought he played pretty well. He, he got big minutes and he was putting big opportunities. So other than the most obvious thing that led directly to a goal, uh, I thought that was pretty good. And then obviously going out of, going out of Wednesday, you're like the second line looked lost. I, I think th- there were some real issues, especially defensively. And you know, who knows, maybe those got addressed on Saturday. So. 
Yeah, well, I mean, the second line, I think, has already been jumbled at, yes. at the end of that Minnesota game. And, and we're recording this on Monday afternoon. We've already gotten word that that second line is different going into tonight's yeah. game against Chicago. We'll see what happens and how it looks, but we saw some of it already. I think Sheldon wants to give uh, the second line a little more defensive responsibility, putting Yarncrock up there and giving that third line, the all-kid line, now adding Max Domi to give it a little more of an offensive push. But Sheldon did touch on how much he loved uh, both Minton and Nyes' defensive game. Yeah. Called them the, de- the best defensive uh, forward line of the Minnesota game. Which is crazy considering the responsibility on a uh, two people combined age of 40. But uh, yeah, like <laughs> it's the combined age of one Mark Giordano. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it is. And like, we always talk about this, you know, line line fantasy projections and stuff like that are only so meaningful with Sheldon Keefe because of how much he changes them, not only game to game, but in game. And so, you know, like even you the first game we saw, we saw Nylander jump up to the like the all star line and you're like when they needed to get a goal. So, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But I will say the only player you walked away from going like, man, that guy looks lost was Max Domi. Like he, he looked, he was completely disappeared and you're like, okay, so maybe on the third line with the kids might be the best thing for him. Yeah. Just a little, a little juggle of lines. Yeah. Uh, and that juggler of the lines, I just want to, <laughs> I need to praise Sheldon. Cause okay. like, okay. I, he never gets enough credit and you know, the media and Leaf fans are quick to shit on Sheldon. Mm-hmm. I'm a praise his massive balls, man. <laughs> like my goodness. Not only that that coaching challenge on Wednesday, but the fact mm-hmm. that he yanked Sammy like with four minutes and thirty eight seconds or whatever yeah. whatever it was yeah. left. I screamed, Oh my god, that's early. Yeah, I, I did the exact Worked. same thing, like, oh god. And then and then when we get the one to come within one, I was like, okay, great. We've got like two minutes before before we yank him again, and he yanks him right away. I was like, oh my God, that's early. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, Toronto, the Maple Leafs in, in this this era of the Maple Leafs are really great when they're down two goals and they pull the uh, they pull the goalie. They'll always bring you back to like one goal and then we'll lose. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, good. That's why it Monday, happened, yeah, yeah, no, they, no, Monday, excuse me. That's on Wednesday. You're like, oh God, that is so exciting. So yeah, no, it is, hey, all the credit to him. He, he put the offense back on Montreal and you know what? It was also the right time to Montreal played terrible in the back half of the game, like barely getting a shot. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense. It's like, just take it to him. Just take it to him right now. And you know, it paid off. Yeah. And, and Sheldon was kind of talking about the two wins and how mm. they're kind of character wins. I mean, you look at the first win of the season, we're down two goals twice. Yeah. We come back, we get the W uh, not in overtime where we have been, not great. Last Not year, great. three on three, we were awful. Awful. Uh, so yeah. you watch that, anticipating a goal. Unfortunately, we take it to the shootout. Mitchie gets creative, and then in game two against Minnesota, that's a game where we let them back in. Yes, yes. But we didn't let them all the way, all the way back in. That's a that's a bend don't break game. Mm-hmm. A nice character win to see this early. You know, mistakes are going to happen this early in the season. You know, it takes. You know, whether it's. 10, 15 games one year, whether it's five, seven games one year, it, it's all about settling down and getting tight knit as quickly as possible to minimize those mistakes. But I thought the fact that we came out of two games not looking totally great as a right, team right. with four points, that's, I mean, great. Yeah, no, you can't mess with results. There's two ways. There's like glass half full, glass half empty. Glass, glass half full, that's positive. You go, hey, that's character on this team. We, we, we were down, we came back, or we faced resiliency, you know, like we were down in Montreal. We were, uh, you know, they were coming back against us on Saturday, uh, I guess Minnesota, and you're like, and we won. That's great. That's glass half full. Glass half, glass half empty is going, 
man, we did not play well defensively and our goaltending wasn't that good. And you're like, eh, you know, it depends on how you want to look at it. Uh, do you want to talk about Sammy for a bit? Like, just yeah, for sure. A second? Yeah. What so, do you think? Yes. It's been two games. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous to sort of say that there is any sort of call for Joe Wall, though I will. I, I'm so nervous. Uh, I want Wall to do so well tonight. Yeah. But don't you know that if he does. Oh, I know. All I'm saying to Ilya yeah. Samsonov is don't go on social media tomorrow morning. <laughs> Because I, yeah, it's you know be. you know the shitstorm online that that is going to be after two. It's two games. Yes, I understand. Sometimes it looks like Sammy is swimming mm-hmm. when you know he he kind of stays in his he he's like I'm committed to this positioning, yeah. and then when the puck kind of moves, whether it's left or right, he then starts to swim and find himself way out of position, way out. Yeah, I will say if you go back and look at a lot of those goals combined in both of those games Mm -hmm. a lot of them are like crazy deflections a fluttering puck it's a lot of those like okay hold on a second it's two games let's just chill the fuck out yeah because sammy's gonna find his game he will and we're gonna be fine he will he he's too good and you know like i will say the team defensively has not played that great in front of him and i mean that forwards and Mm -hmm. defense and that's gonna happen when you have this many new guys and you know like something we talked about in the last couple episodes they traded some defense for offense and you know what we've gotten a ton of offense so maybe this is the other side of it you know like bertuzzi and domi they're not as good klimberg they're not as good defensively as the as the people we had there in there previously it's okay it's gonna take time the system works and sammy will find his feet feeding uh, feeding footing and so you know it'll it'll work it's feeding i like that 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 works um he's finding his feeding he's finding his feeding that makes total sense to me uh that being said i want the brick wall to dominate tonight and get a nice old juicy goose egg on that scoreboard <laughs> well i see obviously we're recording this before the chicago game i just i agree with you but man if wall gets lit up you're gonna see like a toronto sun headline tomorrow it's like calling mr jones and you're like oh my god jesus christ yeah that's so true that's so true <laughs> or dr jones i guess the aqua song yeah that's a great song by the way is it a great song is that what you're gonna go with you're gonna put out your you're, you're gonna okay your, <laughs> are you gonna find your feeding on do- calling dr jones is a great song yeah yeah dr jones should be should be the goal song <laughs> Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones calling Dr. Jones oh, wake up now. Can we okay, goal song, goal song. We have to talk about this. I know this is a hockey podcast. I, t- this whole thing is so silly. So stupid. It's so <laughs> stupid. Okay, I'm just going to preface this by saying I think I was the only person in the world who liked Hall and Oates as the goal song. Yeah. I just liked how bouncy it was. I liked yeah. how everyone's dancing around or at least I was. Mm-hmm. That being said, I love Stevie Hokey, Kid Cudi, Pursuit of Happiness. That song obviously reminds me of, you know, my early 20s and going for it. And I love to to fist bump to it. And I think it's a great goal song. But my goodness. Yeah, going for it. I I love for it. Yeah, go for it. That being said, the fact that we have now changed it because it lasted one game. One game. For those of you who don't know, because a bunch of people complained about the lyrics, not about the lyrics while we scored, yeah. about the lyrics in the other parts of the song that we don't hear in the game. Yeah. Andrew, just go I, ahead. I, I, yeah. it is, it's, it's just so silly. This is why we can't have nice things. This in a, is a microcosm of why the Leafs have never won a Stanley Cup in my lifetime is because it has to please everybody, so therefore it's nothing. If, if everybody gets an opinion on this, like I just... To the point that even Hall and Oates, everyone's like, okay, this is stupid. We've got to change this. It's like, who the fuck cares? You know what I mean? There's such a, so few hockey markets that would make such a big deal about a, a goal song that so much so it lasted one game. Get 
out of here. This is the Toronto the good that is horrible and holds us back. And so now we're what's the song tonight? What did we we know this now? Uh, right? It was yeah, it's dupe 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 dupe. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it by Michael uh, Kraus. It's a, he's a German a German recording artist. Yeah. Um, I think it's popular in some in some soccer games out in Europe as as their goal song. Right. I, I mean, whatever. At this point, whatever. I, I don't cares? care. I don't yeah. care. Uh, I just don't know if they're gonna now switch it to another song because it's an original six game tonight. I guess we'll we'll see. Oh yeah, right. Okay. But, but like, my only thing who, is, this who, is like I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. I did, and now I don't. This is this is a classic thing. We oh my god, we talked about this in the first episode. This is a classic thing where like we're winning. Austin Matthews is the best player in the world, and you're like, you know this goal song, and like oh we gotta yeah. find something, don't we? Oh we really do. God, it's cringy, it. man. It's the the entire argument is so cringy. It's all all the way from people getting mad about pursuit of happiness to the fact that we have now backtracked and switched the song. All of it is just a, a big old pile of shit cringe. <laughs> I just this is this is a this is a perfect solution to a Toronto Maple Leafs problem where some people liked it, some people didn't like it. So they go, we'll change it, and now no one will have an opinion on it, but doesn't like it and or doesn't not like it. And you're like, perfect, we love it. And you're like, oh great, yeah. awesome. It's absolutely nothing. Perfect. Brutal. I guess while we're on the uh, topic of cringy, uh, sure. Why don't we talk about the old cringy debate that's going on, uh, the eye test versus analytics debate that everyone oh. in Leafs Nation is up in arms about about the fourth line. Yeah. It's like everyone apparently has their strongest opinion ever on whether the fourth line is succeeding or not. And if you're yes. on the analytics side, you hate the fourth line right now. And if you're on the eye test side, you love the fourth line right now. Yeah. So, Andrew, where are you? <laughs> well, oh, my God. I th This is a classic uh, two-game argument here a little bit. But mm -hmm. I think this is specifically about Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves, who they signed in the offseason and was definitely a head-scratching uh, signing. Even if you liked it, you're like, mm, three years, really? Okay, wow, that's interesting. He has been uh, an absolute freight train when he plays. And keep in mind, which is very little, he plays mm -hmm. very, very little. But when he hits the ice, he is doing stuff. And he is hitting people. He's already gotten in a fight. He's already gotten two fights. Um, and so one side of uh, one side of the fan base who felt that this was a necessity that was not being met in previous teams is like, finally, fuck yeah, here we go. This is great. Um, and then the other side would be analytics, which usually I find myself on. And I, I will say, can I just, the, I hate saying analytics because usually when you hear a commenter say analytics, it's because it's a decision people don't like. They're like, what is this? And they're like, it's analytics. And you're like, that's not the correct use of that. Okay, whatever. I don't care. Um, I would say is that most people are like, everyone needs to chill. He's not playing that well because you can't uh, put a, a number to vibes. You can't put a number to chemistry. You know, that kind of thing. I will say, I... I I think it's two games. I think we are going to end up kind of going, man, I don't know if Ryan Reeves is going to work out in this team because in the first game, he just boarded a guy and then got jumped by a Montreal Canadian and thrown through a net. And I was like, and people are like, fuck yeah, this is good. I'm like, it was good and it's fun to watch. I just don't know what the long-term success is going to look like. That's my, that's my opinion. How about that? That's fair. Um, that's fair. I disagree with you a okay, little bit just because totally I, okay. I am usually on the side of analytics. Sure. I do respect the numbers to an extent. Okay. That being said, if you are complaining two games in about the expected goals for, oh, for yeah, fourth okay. liners, Ryan Reeves, sure. Noah Gregor, yeah. and David Kampf, then you are off your rocker. Yeah. Because that's not what they're there to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> what I they're there to do is to provide some depth, some stability on the back end, and to get the crowd into it like Ryan Reeves has done and done successfully. Mm-hmm. Two out of two games. Yes, I yeah. know it's two out of two games. It's just two games, sorry. But if you are watching that game and you are saying, wow, I didn't like Ryan Reeves tonight and what he did for the team, then I'm mm-hmm. not sure what you're watching because what Ryan Reeves brought was a jolt, was a jolt into a dead arena on Wednesday and was an absolute jolt with that huge ass hit on Saturday. Like the man brings people out of their seats. He grabs yep. you, the attention he commands. And obviously you got all these sound bites from Austin, what mm-hmm. he brings to the room and, and mm-hmm. how much he likes him. And yeah, I think that holds weight. Of course that holds weight. Mm-hmm. But my favorite part <laughs> was during the player intros when Ryan Reese steps onto the ice and he points to his bicep and they cut to Bradtree living <laughs> and he just leans back in his chair with this gigantic smile. He's just like, as if like, ah, that's my boy. Ah, that's my boy. It was so, so good. It was so good. It was like, if you wanted any question on why they signed Ryan Reeves, look at that reaction. That's why they signed Ryan Reeves. It's like, fuck yeah. Oh my God. Um, it was like a very Vince McMahon reaction. Um, yeah, I, I I totally understand that. I, I I do. I I It's hard to argue that it's not like satisfying when you see him run through a guy. Now, I will say the only other thing that does drive me crazy a little bit is people, is this kind of made up straw man argument of like, well, they won't try stuff because they know Ryan Reeves is around. And you're like, oh, okay. Like my favorite tweet I saw was when Nick Suzuki didn't even get a shot off in the shootout. And they're like, it's because he knew Ryan Reeves was on the pitch. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's 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 what it feels like sometimes where they're like, no one tries anything. And yet two shifts later after the fight, Bertuzzi gets jumped and the, our top line is in a scrum. And you're like, wait, isn't this the thing that's not supposed to have? Oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Who cares, you know? Well, that's that's why you got the old spear, Mark Giordano, in your back pocket. <laughs> that's <laughs> twice in a Leafs uniform. We've seen him spear a guy. It's incredible. <laughs> he was coming Jim Sn- Jimmy Snook off the top rope there when he jumped yeah. the guy. Like, literally My jumped him. My God! <laughs> Tremendous. That's 40-year-old legs right there. He can still do it. He can throw a sal cow jumping off so stage. So good. Uh, yeah, so like... Time will tell. It's hard not to enjoy when he's on the ice right now. How about that? Yeah, that's a, a perfect way to put it. It's, yeah. it's hard not to enjoy when Ryan Reeves is on the ice. Yeah. I think it's time for This is Egregious, Andrew. This is egregious! Oh, This is egregious! This is egregious! As we all know, Leaf Nation is no stranger to exaggeration or overreaction. We're all overreactors. <laughs> I've done it. You've done it. We've all yep. done it. we got a podcast. How, yeah, <laughs> we started a podcast. However, this segment is to highlight how ridiculous and egregious Toronto media can get and why it's poo-poo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Usually, when we did our first couple episodes, you know, there's one or two things that I can find. <laughs> With one week of games, there's a million. A like, million. So I'm just going to read them, read off some of the things oh, I... I uh, Let us know. Let's start with uh, Steve Simmons' question on ah, Austin Matthews. So you yes. scored a hat trick despite not playing your best game. Thanks, Steve. Steve. Shut the fuck up. Can't help yourself. You can't help yourself for just being the just biggest ridiculous. force of ass. Jesus Just Christ. ridiculous. Okay, here's here's this one. TSN. Okay. This was after game one. What's uh-huh. wrong with Sammy? One game. Hey, got to fill these segments somehow. And here's, here's my favorite, the hockey writers. This was after two games. <laughs> Are the Maple Leafs propping up John Klingberg for a shocking move? Oh my God. You're <laughs> not... Signing someone for to a one-year $4.1 million deal to head your power play just so you can prop them up for two games and ship them off. Doesn't make any sense. 
see, this goes back to your like first point where people are like, hey, you know, everyone thought this was a bad signing even before it happened. When you write shit like that, it makes you sound like you want to make an excuse on why you were wrong and not say, you know what? I might have been wrong about this signing. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like just just be honest and go, hey, that, man, I did not see this coming. That that kind of humility actually goes a long way. So, uh, yeah, that's that's just a quick three off the top. eh? Yeah, that, that was that was so easy. That is so egregious. Uh, mine egregious. Fudging egregious. It's so egregious. My my egregious. It's, I'm going to go to the wonderful world of X or Twitter, as you formerly knew it. Uh, the home opener was quiet, right? I think everyone, mm. as a Leafs fan, is both disappointed but not surprised. Uh, of all yep. the games where it's going to be really quiet, it's going to be the home opener. I know that goes against you know thinking you know kind of obvious thinking here, but those are the highest price tickets. Those are going to be the most corporate people to get in there. And that usually means they're the least amount of fans. And so it was quiet and that was kind of disappointing, but whatever it happens. When Austin Matthews scored a, a hat trick, uh, Twitter user at, I don't like nachos says the lack of hats is shameful. Some regular people need to be in the SBA. Now, I don't like nachos. I completely agree with you. Some regular people do need to be in the SBA, but that's not the MLSC strategy. MLSC strategy is to extract as many human dollars out of these people as possible. That's so let's just get past that. The lack of hats. Now, this is one of the ones where I will defend it. You know how much hats are these days? Like they're like 50 plus dollars. People are just going to start throwing hats now all of a sudden in this economy. Are you out of your mind? I will (laughs) always say is that I give a pass to these weird corporate shills that are sitting in the uh, lower 100s because hats are expensive. There you go. That's my that's my argument. Mm, I threw my hat on the ice last year. Yeah. When when Johnny when John Tavares scored that hat trick against Philly, I threw my hat on the ice, and it was so wonderful because these two fuckers in front of me were chirping Johnny all game. Yeah. And when he got that third goal, I pointed right to them and just ran down the stairs and threw it on the ice. It was it was so nice. I couldn't be more happy to lose my hat. I went and bought the next bought another one the next day. I. But, I yeah, was it? Did, like, were you buying one in your seat when you after you threw it? You're like, well, I, I had another one. I, I ordered two the next morning. I wanted a blue one and a white one. Um, there you go, fantastic. But so, okay, speaking on your point, Pete Blackburn yes. posted something about that as well, and he just okay. tried to shame us. Basically, used a video after they had cleaned all the hats up. Like there were a bunch of hats. There were a bunch of hats. <laughs> That's not, like, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of reasons to get mad at those fans. Them throwing hats on the ice might not be in the top three right now, okay? Like, simply standing and cheering when a player is introduced in the first game of the season, that is the least I can ask of you, and it's free. How about that? It's free. The, the hat thing, let's, we'll get to that. Let's build up to that. How about that? Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm going tonight, so if, oh. uh, if someone gets a hat trick, I will be throwing my hat on the ice, and I will post on our account uh like an order for a new hat tomorrow because joey i am also going to the game tonight we are not going together amazingly enough but i'm going tonight and i am (laughs) i have thought ahead and i'm wearing a hat if i go i'd throw this on the ice right i'm okay getting rid of this one yeah i have thought about that ahead yes damn right i'm just gonna shout out good bods fan and friend and one of my oldest friends nate uh for taking me tonight oh nice (laughs) super fan nate Thank you very much, Nate. Joey appreciates it. Uh, that it was egregious, but you know, like every episode, we need to be talking about. <laughs> we got Joey. We got to use your magical powers here. We're gonna do the numbers game, a game where I put Joey on the spot to see if he can remember leaves from eras past and what number they wore. Joe, Joey, you are currently six for six, right? Yeah. And moving forward, we're gonna give him two players per week. Each player he gets wrong between now and the All Star break, Joey will donate ten dollars to the You Can Play project. Uh, a foundation that's working to ensure a safety and inclusion for all participants in sports. Joey's number. 
Okay. okay. You ready? You ready to go? Yeah. Let's you ready go. To go. Okay. I'm gonna say Steve Thomas. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Stumpy baby. Yes. Holy God, Joey, that's unbelievable. How fast you get them to? You don't even <laughs> think this is a this is a, I will say easily a terrible game show because you're like thirty-two. Thanks. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I'm going on. Don't you want to like build up the suspense or anything? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose one of these. I mean, I might lose in like two seconds right now. I'm, my heart's beating pretty fast. <laughs> Okay, so he's one for one right now with Steve Thomas at number 32. And then I'm going to give you your second player here, Joey. It's going to be St. Mike's alumni, Matt Stajan. Uh, 14, I think. 14! Oh my God, he got it right! Yeah. Again, Let's go. yes! Two for two again today. I'm sorry you can play Project. No money for you today. <laughs> I will be donating, though, no matter what. Even if even if I magically go on a run and don't lose one, I will be donating. The Good Buds uh, Let's see how uh, I can get that number up. The sure. Good Buds Podcast will make sure that to ensure there is a donation in your name eventually. Uh, but Jesus, Joey, perfect for the season. Eight for eight. That's incredible. Incredible. Uh, I just, since you brought up Matt Stajan, yeah. every time I hear his name, all I think about is like playing NHL as a kid. And I think it was Jim Houston again, still doing the games at that time. Houston, and, yeah. and you would call him Matt Stajan. Matt Stajan! <laughs> like is the it, wait, is that actually his pronunciation of his name? No, like Swedish no okay. it's just Jim Houston getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reoccurring thing with Jim Houston. Um, yeah, okay. So Matt Stajan, Steve Thomas, incredible stuff. Uh, nice. But you, oh. you, and I are, you and I are both going to the game tonight. Uh, and by the time people have heard this, we'll probably know the outcome of this game. But, mm-hmm. you know, really the big the big thing that is, is Connor Bernard is going to be playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, the hype train is here. Uh, yeah. My goodness, if you watch any of the Leafs media available t- availability today, everyone has a question about Bernard for the players, for the coaches. Like, people just yeah. want a piece of him. It's kind of yeah. ridiculous. Taylor Hall even said, like, the fact that this kid is doing so many in-game interviews, he's he's hiding it well. But, I mean, the pressure holy yeah, i i yeah i i kind of you know you got to feel for a kid like that will make you know a, a oodles of money and stuff like that one day in his life but the pressure as a child is insane you know i will say it's just it feels like the next generation of kids are just coming up in a different way because like Connor bedard's like never had fast food in his life and like weird things like what? that and you're like yeah so like he was like That's built ridiculous. in a lab it sounds like and you know what you hear him speak and you're like he's 19 Oh my God. Yeah, he's just he so does seem super mature for his age. Yeah. For sure. t- talk about like You're talking to two people 19. that talking to microphones for a living. Like he's unbelievable that he's just so calm and you know, he gives good answers. So I, I, I have all the faith in the world. He will be good. He is very talented, but uh, it's hard not to feel for him a little bit, especially as a kid. Yeah. I mean, he gets into Toronto and every single media member is asking him, asking everyone, just comparing him to Austin Matthews right away. Just about the quick drag and release. Yeah. But, yeah. And yeah, I guess that's, Connor Bedard said himself that he watched Austin Matthews videos and tried to mimic a bunch of his stuff, but that's what players coming up do in any sport. You're watching who you like. You are learning from who you like. There's a reason why Kobe Bryant looked exactly like Michael Jordan when he's taking a shot. Like you, you mimic who you grew up watching. So yeah, I don't know why that's as remarkable as we think it is. Like, oh, he shoots like them. It's like, okay, ask any baseball player what their stance is based off of. And they'll be like, yeah. Griffey. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, that's. That, I feel like that's a one-to-one thing, but I don't I don't, I don't know. You know, I, they treat it like it's so remarkable. Regardless, we'll see what happens tonight. We'll it, see it what happens interesting. tonight. The media circus when we get down there. <laughs> My goodness. Um. So after, I guess by the time everyone's reading this, the next games mm-hmm. on the schedule are going to be Thursday against the Panthers and Saturday against the Lightning. The yeah. old Florida trip. So I want to ask you before we go, do you believe in the Florida trip trap? Right. Okay. So you're talking about that players get to Florida 
and they relax a little bit and maybe they yep. go out and then they play yep. worse because they're in Florida because of it. You know, it's funny. I, I, I would have said like two weeks ago, we were recording in Toronto. Like if you don't know, we are both living in Toronto. Uh, two weeks ago, it was like beautiful. It was like 20 degrees and it would have been totally mm-hmm. fine. Now it's like single digits and cold. And you're like, you go to Florida. You're like, Ooh, I am going to relax by the pool a little bit. I don't necessarily think it is because there's no games in like Miami or something like that, which is more of like famously a, uh, you know, big party town. And now that there's also an NHL team in Vegas, which I think would be the worst trap of all of them. Um, yeah. The Vegas flu. It's real. Yeah. It's absolutely real. I, and I also, I don't blame a single one of you. It's like you're humans. I get it. Uh, yeah. I, 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 it's easy to take your foot off the pedal. I just don't know how much it relates to them relaxing versus those teams have been good for the last couple of years as well. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I believe yeah. in the Florida trip trap depending on the month of the year. I don't believe okay. in it right now. I don't okay. believe in it right now. It was like you said, it was very hot a couple of weeks ago. I think yeah. if the Florida trip comes in December, January, then yeah, I can see how it's easy to say, oh, we got an extra day off there. Why don't we go golfing? Yeah. Why don't see? we party it up a little bit? I totally see. I, I get that. And I think it's real if it's coming in the winter months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't take any stock in it happening on October 18th or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I think it's just a little too early too. Like, I think you're in the middle of the season. You're like, yeah, screw this. I want to get away. You know, I'm going to relax. God, my my family's driving me crazy or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you're like, you want to go out. Okay, I will say too, I know I said they're not in Miami because like, but Florida, the Florida Panthers played close to Miami. How about that? Was I'll, it I'll give you that. Just, yeah, it's a Sunrise, Florida. Oh. I don't, sounds like a made up place. Don't care. Yeah, that sounds like a town you'd make up in a sitcom. But um, yeah. Um, Welcome to Sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful Sunrise. Yeah. D- this weekend, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers played in their old uh, jerseys and uh, everyone called them the creamsicle jerseys. And they're like, no, it's actually a color that they have uh, trademarked called Florida Orange. And that's what it sounds like Sunrise Florida to me. What? Florida yeah. Orange is the color on the Tropicana <laughs> cartons. That's, that's Florida that's Orange. That's Orange. <laughs> Tropicana, gotta, you got to sue them. You got to go. got to yeah, a big ridiculous. Buccaneer there. Ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Not much <laughs> NHL news to talk about today because we talked so much about our boys in blue and white, yeah. but I, I wanted to touch on the PWHL, the professional women's hockey league. Yes. The Toronto team. We don't know what it is yet. They have not uh, released the name. All they've teased is the colors. And I'm super happy about it because I just hated the look of those Toronto six jerseys. Oh, I did too. They were horrible. horrible. The color scheme was Ottawa senators. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah gross. And the logo was a T morphed into a six yeah like a, using a the name curl. <laughs> yeah calling us the six is also so cringy Ugh. since talking about a bunch of cringy things it was just a cringy shitstorm, and i'm so glad that when they released the colors it was a nice light off blue and white it's yes. it's it's i'm excited to hear the name we don't know but like do we don't you have any name. guesses about what it could be or what you you know think what would be cool i think to be safe you don't go hyper local specific. I think when they when they named the Toronto Six, I think they had the best intentions in mind. And also keep in mind, that was a very popular thing for like a couple of years there. The problem is they named it right at the end when people were like, Ugh, God, I do not like yeah. that. I don't want to do that anymore. And so I would say is that if you ever look at the old naming of former teams, like when you looked at, uh, when you looked up where they were naming the Toronto Raptors and the Raptors came in first and came in second was the Beavers and number three was the Towers. And I, yeah, I, Raptors is whatever, but the other two are way worse. So I would say just choose something more generic and sports teamy. I think that's totally fine. Yeah, I, I heard some like names floating around, like the Toronto Tornadoes or like the Toronto Icebergs. I don't mind either of those. Like sure. those are fine. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a jump on board 
with either of yeah. those, I'd I'd like to buy a nice uh, Renata Fast jersey or a Sarah Nurse jersey. There we I'm go. Hoping the, I'm hoping the logo is nice, but yeah. I guess we'll see. It's like when the season starts in a couple months. How do we not know the names yet? I that that part I I feel like there must have been a, a classic Toronto Maple Leafs goal song fight where they're like, oh no 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 no, we're not doing that. We got to do this, and you're like, oh okay cool. But I agree with you. I'd love to buy some merch, and that would be great. Yeah, I just I'm hoping it looks nice. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> the Toronto Tornadoes, not bad. Well, I think that's uh, that's all the time we have today and uh yep. i guess when everyone hopefully we have some fun at the games tonight and uh we see a w yeah nice. yeah and hopefully we don't fall for the florida trap this week yeah that would be nice uh but thank you if you made it this far we appreciate the, appreciate the hell out of all you good buds thank you so much for listening go leafs go go leafs go you can follow us on twitter at goodbudspod. pod any questions you'd like us to answer on the podcast you can send to goodbudspod at gmail.com the song you're listening to is Adelaide by Taylor Whitaker of Bad Friend. Adelaide is available wherever you find music. Mexico, I hope you feel better like you wanted to then. I know we haven't talked. I know we haven't talked in a while, but my hands have missed the feel of your cold black hair.